Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glee Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and today we have a special guest with us. We are so excited to welcome her. She is a writer and actor, and if you follow the Dapper Devil Productions, you know her from the award-winning web series, A Show About Coworkers. Everybody, it's Shannon Condon. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so before we talk about the episode, I gotta ask, um, were you a previous Glee watcher? Okay, so when it first started, I was in high school, and we would okay. watch it every week. Um, yeah. Because it was before streaming, really, so you would have to watch it week by week, and we did that. And then into college, but I had mentioned to Ian, I don't know if I finished it, like, I remember some things, but I don't know if I popped in because I was like, I needed mm-hmm. to see it um, without any spoilers yeah. because I know Ian's situation, but I know the episode, and I think it was because I was like, I got to see what they do when the lead actor, Corey Monteith, passed away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like everyone tuned back into Glee for that because I feel like a lot of people who started watching it in high school and then went away to college and were like, okay, well, this isn't the most important part of my life anymore all tuned back in for the Cory Monteith episode because everyone was like, what What are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. so right. I remember that, but not much. Like, I don't know how it ends. Uh, honestly, I was like, is it still going on? Because, I, yeah, I was like, no, no, there's no way. There is, like, an alternate universe where Glee is still going on and we're yeah. all suffering. I haven't seen Lee and Michelle <laughs> in anything since then. Am I crazy to mm-hmm. think that? No. Well, she did another Ryan Murphy joint, um, like this, Was Queens. she in the Scream Queens? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was in... I don't know how many seasons there were of that, but she was in the first season. Um, and then she um, uh, had a HelloFresh sponsorship, so I saw her in a couple HelloFresh ads. And then she uh, got called out for being incredibly racist and toxic in 2020. Yes. So um, she no longer kind of... has that HelloFresh scholar- uh, sponsorship. I'll tell you what. Exactly. <laughs> um, but she does have a son, so oh. terrible timing. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Leah Michelle has enough money to raise her son without HelloFresh bankrolling her. <laughs> right. Um, cool. Well, so so you so you're aware of where we are. I am. We are here today to discuss season two, episode seven, "The Substitute," which originally aired November sixteenth in two thousand ten. Yes, it's fall, y'all. Um, so we have this recap. Um, the only thing I got out of it really was the. Uh, she put the Terry in terrible, so now she's his ex-wife. And I went, okay, now. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, Something about divorce puns, you know? Like, <laughs> is there really a market for those? I, I'm great question. Great question. There's but, a sense of foreboding in seeing Terry in the recap. One hundred percent. I had forgotten about her. I didn't know that character <laughs> yeah. existed. Well, she was such a big part of the first season, and then she keeps coming up in the credits in season two, I assume. I'm not watching very hard, but she's not really here. She's just here to be 
like shitty basically yeah and i would argue that like i mean i guess if it were an a uh, half hour uh episodes mm -hmm. we wouldn't need her no but here we are and like i get why they brought her into this one to an extent um yeah. and we will get to that i will say um, if you're gonna cut a plot from this episode the terry plot would not be the one i would cut I know exactly which plot sure. I would cut from this episode, okay, but we'll, we'll get, get into there. <laughs> that because I'm interested. Because this would be the plot that I cut. Um, Fair. In my humble opinion. But, so, um, we cut to, of course, our favorite place to have private conversations out loud at full volume, mm -hmm. the hallway, <laughs> where the Cheerios are dragging or carrying. Um, yeah. A very <laughs> large trophy? Very large trophy down the hallway. Um, and we find out that Sue is now principal because... Uh, Figgins got sick from a student with the flu also because monkeys? Um, it's a monkey flu. It's a monkey flu. Okay, I guess this was around the time where there was like swine flu, bird flu. You nailed it. LMNOP. And the yeah. gloves and the masks used, I was like, it really took me off. I was like, whoa, whoa, oh my gosh, how like today? <laughs> like, I know. How exactly. fitting. I had a whole moment. I was like, oh man, the the masking up in this episode was supposed to be like a joke. And now I'm just like, hey, that's life. Yeah. Too real. Too real. I don't know why my next note is just SUP in all character, in all caps. I also um, don't know why your note was that. <laughs> why? <laughs> why was your note that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she's principal because... She's blackmailed local politicians into giving her broad clauses, um, and her goal, of course, again, as it always is, is to disband Glee Club, to destroy Will, um, and Will's all like, I thought we were friends, and she's like, that got boring. And literally, you've just condensed the entire plot of Glee, which is like, all of Will Schuster's storylines are like, befriending Sue, and then it gets boring, so they're enemies again, and they're gonna do right. that over and over again for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Or Will learns a lesson and then immediately forgets the lesson the next episode. Yes. But Will got sneezed on um, by the same woman that got uh, Figgins sick. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering why this girl can't stay home. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it, look, in the before times, everyone went to school sick. Yeah, but you with went the to monkey work flu? Sick? My mom tried to make me go to school with swine flu, so. Oof. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I've been to work with walking pneumonia so yeah so talk, we've but... all made bad choices none of us can sit here and say that we haven't like worked through it but yeah so then we're at the glee club rehearsal and he just kind of gets sick right away yeah um there's like there's a really quick incubation period on this disgusting but we have this wild hallucination <gasps> with the babies where he's imagine yeah. yes the babies he's saying all the glee club kids as like toddlers like three four-year-olds maybe and what was, I remember Santana said something hilarious. Oh, she says like she's baby Santana like flirts with baby Puck because she just says like looking good there, Puckerman, and then right. the the baby Puck like flexes and kisses his muscles. Right. Baby Rachel mentions Bernadette uh, Peters. It seemed like a a very expensive scene. Like mm -hmm. why why do that? When they could, when he could have, they could have like distorted their voices. And I also said that the casting was pretty lazy. Like, the the kids yes. didn't look like. If you're gonna wow me with like a flashback, like I want an identical. Like this is a child that 
very much could grow up to look like the adult version. It was so lazy. Baby Puckerman was a completely different color. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm like, that's a white baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why'd you get a white baby for Puck? Right. And we know they can do good, like, child flashbacks because they've gotten good baby Kurt before. They have. But I guess that yes, baby Kurt wasn't available for today. No, baby Kurt was booked. Um, they covered all of Kurt up in clothes, basically. Um, it was just a tiny boy in a big hat. Um, yeah, I was I'm struck by... That... Sorry, I'm just imagining that they're like, shit, we forgot one baby. Um, Get the smallest person on set and give them a giant hat no one will notice. Do you think these were just like the kids of staff members that were around? Because they were like, we need to make a baby joke. Quick, gather up every infant in the area. I'd buy it. I did like baby Mike Chang going, I just want to dance. Yeah. Aww. My next note is, I'm so burnt out. This is me, Ian J. Brodsky, talking. I'm so burnt out, I'm jealous of sick Will. Oh, no, honey. I know, because, Take like... Take a nap. Like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. We're like, yeah. <laughs> just so tired that I see Will Schuster just, like, covered in a blanket of used tissues on his couch, and I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm fine, guys, I promise. This isn't a cry for help. I'm just I'm like, this, just this episode recording is going to become an intervention real soon if that gets <laughs> up. And it's, um, like, the saddest man flu ever, because he's not even, like, under the covers. He just looks like he got home and fully passed out on the bed. Just full plank. And then suddenly his ex-wife is there. Um, yes. Out of nowhere. Literally. How does she still have keys? I guess maybe they didn't. Th- I th- Will moved. Canonically, Will moved, which means she either broke into his house or snuck in and got, like, copies of his new house key made. One, I forgot about that. Two, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying either way. Terrifying, terrifying Terry. <laughs> exactly. Hey. I like that she's getting therapy. I like yeah, good that for Terry. Her. I don't like that they apparently have a weird thing with baby voice I, um, when taking care of him. I said, oh my god, thermometer? Sick baby play? I'm calling the police on the show. I don't remember <laughs> this. <laughs> I do not remember this. I also didn't remember him having a wife. Like, I remember the woman <laughs> who comes later, um, who I yeah. won't spoil. The, like, big eyes, red hair. Maybe oh, she's in it yeah, yeah. She just wasn't in this episode. She is. Yeah, she's she, around. She's she dating John yeah. Stamos right now. Oh. Yes, that's her whole character arc right okay. now. Is she's uh, she's with John Stamos, who plays a dentist. Um, wow, I also don't remember, like, we'll get to it with this episode, but such big, big people being on this show. Yes. The yes. show had clout. Yeah. The show had mad amounts of clout, and no one knows why. Yeah, yeah the baby talking kink thing I'm not, like, here for. Zero um, percent. Also, I'm wondering, she, she dips the thermometer in Vaseline, so mm-hmm. I can only imagine that means that, like, she fully intended on sticking it up his butt. Yes, yes that was the joke. She told him to roll over, and that was the best way to get an accurate reading. I hate so. it here. Uh. I feel like you're not just supposed to use an oral thermometer that way. Like, correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong here, medical community, but I think you have to buy a special <laughs> ass thermometer to do that. Ass thermometer, God. Um, um And then I was... also... <laughs> well, my next note is just ominous mention of singing in the rain. Ugh, that's where it all went downhill for me, honestly. Because I can only imagine, my mind immediately went to, like, the trailer where all the writers are sitting, and Ryan Murphy walks in and goes, Matthew won't go on unless we do something with Singing in the Rain. He will not work unless we put in Make Him Laugh. So just fit it in somewhere. I don't care. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, yeah, also, Terry's the only one seeing a therapist. That's all I had to say about I'm that. I'm going to pay in that, because... 
We will. I have yes. some questions. Yes. yes, as you should. Um, but that yeah, I wrote throws in so she throws him singing in the rain, and my note is do not do this to me. <laughs> um. And when I texted you right before we, I started watching this episode to find out, I was trying to, like, test the waters to see, because I knew when I read that they were, this was the episode with Singing in the Rain in it. I was like, oh, Ian's going to have a bad time today, huh? <laughs> I, I had a bad time. I did not, I did not have a good time. It was, well, the week, this, this episode was an episode. I can say that much. Um, It had high highs and infuriating, infuriating, infuriating other pieces. So this episode is your never been kissed was for me with high highs and low lows. Except yes. Your, your version of Darren Chris is singing in the rain. Yes. But, oh no, I'm the opposite. I don't want them to do singing in the rain. Oh, right. So your version of Darren Chris is Gwyneth Paltrow, I guess. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That explains a lot. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that that um, sums it up. But I guess let's go to Kurt and Mercedes in the cafeteria, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they're talking about how Rachel is taking over Glee Club. Um, very funny cutaway to Santana just going, let me out her! Yes. Just a chef's kiss, no notes on that. Excellent sight gag of Rachel being, like, the best kind Terrible. of, like, joke Rachel that we like with, like, her, like, line is, all right, she writes on, like, the weekly lesson board and just writes me and, like, punctuates it very, like, sternly. She's yes. here just to be self-centered, and then, um... Santana goes off on her because apparently this narcissism is one step too far for <laughs> Santana. Gwyneth Paltrow's here. That I just saw her name in the qu- the credits, and I got really excited. <laughs> and I wrote, "Oh no, Kurt is bailing on Mercedes for Blaine." Uh oh. Yeah, Kurt basically has made one new gay friend and has become a bad friend in the process, which like is shitty. But I can also feel like out of everyone, it's the most justified because kurt's just excited to have someone with shared life experiences but it's still becoming a shitty friend yes and we'll get into it but i don't think the mercedes piece of it was very well done yes cool 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 yes but because as he's talking to her they just like pan over to like slow motion sexy tater tot shots question mark yes yeah i thought that was so weird and i was like are they gonna explain this are they just like she likes food because i'm like yes same like, why? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It has, there's no bearing in why, Mer- like, I guess Mercedes has had a food-based bl- plot before, where she learned that, like, taking care of yourself is more important than being skinny, which took all of ten minutes in the last episode she was in with this. And right. who amongst us would not be excited to eat tater tots at a school meal? Like, I do get Throw it. Throw the first stone. Yeah. But... It is a very sensual shot of potatoes, which I think is a choice. (laughs) I was confused. I thought they were going to explain it, but then they didn't really ever explain it. No. No. Not really. I guess Um, guess Ryan Murphy assumes that tater tots are a universal food that everyone loves. So everyone would be like, also, this was my other thought. It's still relatively close to the time when Napoleon Dynamite was still, like, everyone's favorite movie. Okay. So sure. I feel like back in 2010, Tots was still, like, a, I'm going to put air quotes here, relevant, like, <laughs> joke food. Like, everyone's like, remember when all we did was make Napoleon Dynamite tater tot jokes? We're still on that, I guess. <laughs> That's this time. Before this um, part, though, we we glossed over Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow comes in before the Tots scene. She's, yes. she's teaching a Spanish class where she's just talking smack on Lindsay Lohan. 
Yes. Okay. Yes, I, have, I have that note. I had that yes. note next. Um, I was offended. Yeah. Justice for Lindsay, first of all. But I it know. was so mean what she was saying. It yeah. was. Because she says, like, Lindsay Lohan's really crazy, basically. Yeah. And right. then she says how something about rehab wasn't that good. It, yeah. Something about rehab. Yeah. It was like, like how, how many, many years times should she be in rehab or how many times? Yeah. How many times? It was like, yeah, it's really bad. And she's not like, uh, she. yeah, the line is just making fun of her. It's just dragging Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Right. And this was definitely like back because like the Britney episode was not too long ago. Like this was that era where we were just like, check out these crazy ladies. Am I right, fellas and other ladies? And we're all just like, yeah, crazy. Like it was a big old bag of yikes. Well, her like whole thing is being a relatable adult. And I guess at the time being relatable meant just ragging on Lizzie Lohan. In right. a professional setting. It was also, like, weird to me because I'm like, does Gwyneth Paltrow know Lindsay Lohan, like, in real life? Like, it's just weird that, like, two currently relevant people, like, she had a line making fun of her as a character, but I'm like, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Also debatable if Lindsay Lohan's still relevant, but she's, like, she's alive, yeah. she's with us, we know what she's up to, kind yeah. of. But I was like, oh. She's doing, she's dancing in Mykonos yeah, or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, oh, my God, so yeah. I, I quickly, like, Google to see if they've ever been in a movie together by typing in Gwyneth Paltrow, Lindsay Lohan movie. And the first thing that this pops up is Lindsay Lohan upset by Gwyneth Paltrow mocking her on Glee, an article from December 14th in 2010. Oh, oh no. Oh my God. Oh. Poor Lindsay Lohan. I, Gwyneth thing. Paltrow didn't write that. You should be mad at Ryan Murphy, I think. Yeah. That also means Wild. that Lindsay Lohan maybe speaks Spanish. Perhaps. She speaks maybe. a lot of languages or she claims to. I know. Really? I, yeah, I know a lot of facts on Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> a lot of Lindsay oh my Lohan god, facts. we got you on the right yeah, episode. A lot of facts on Lindsay Lohan. Not so much on Gwyneth Paltrow, though. But yeah, she because well, I mean, she had an accent at one point. This is Lindsay Lohan, right? Yes, she had an accent. Yeah. And when people were like, "Why are you speaking in an accent?" She's like, "I'm just like a person of the world." Like she tries to speak languages, probably poorly. Um, All right, but Good more Lindsay power Lohan. to her. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't deserve this slander. Let's talk quickly about Gwyneth Paltrow because that's like a. <laughs> A real-ass movie star. And she's just here on Glee. <laughs> real-ass movie star, like, on par with, like, getting Olivia Newton-John, in my opinion. I would like, say almost twice. a better get, because... You think? Well, like, Olivia Newton-John's done, like, one thing. And is not sure. currently doing anything. At the time, Gwyneth Paltrow must have been doing stuff. I mean, she already had an Oscar by then. Gwyneth Paltrow is in the MCU. Yes. she. Yeah, she had already been um, in the Iron Man movies. Iron <laughs> And an Iron Man to you as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and like, this was when Gwyneth Paltrow was cool, pre-goop and everything. I was gonna say, is um, this pre-goop? This is pre-goop because, like, she was less, like, the ethereal, like, goddess, like, I don't know, stick an egg up your cooch, Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not slighting that, I'm just saying this was when she was, like, no, a more relatable... That. Well, either way, this was when she was a more relatable, like, figure like she was doing like wes anderson movies and like the mcu and um like shakespeare in love was her big thing she was kind of like an every woman at this point i think and now she's in glee yeah she'd already done the iron man this episode made me realize that i had never seen her in anything before i had only seen photographs of gwyneth paltrow horrifying i've really horrifying i did not know she was an iron man i've never seen iron man to my knowledge, oh. I've never. But in or unless is she like a really small part in Iron Man? Be- She's the like no. romantic lead. In like in the first and like the Iron Man proper series, and then she like comes back, pops in in like other MCU movies. My favorite fact about that is that Gwyneth Paltrow has filmed movies she didn't even know what they were. 
because right. she just shows up and talks to Robert Downey Jr. for a couple minutes, and they're like, that's going to be in one of them. Right, and then they send her a check for a million dollars, and yeah. she comes back next time her agent says so. I was surprised at how cool she was. I did not expect her to be cool. Yeah, she seems really yeah. cool in this Cause, movie. Like, yeah, because like, my knowledge episode. of her is not that. So like when she comes in dancing, I was like, what is going on? Um, and this, Yeah, and that was my note, too, was like, I miss when Gwyneth Paltrow was cool. Like now she's yeah. a bad. We have person. that. <laughs> well, now she's just goopy. And yeah, like she's just goopy. Yeah, um, which apparently there's a Netflix series on that as well now. Um, like like a Lularoe takedown series or just no, like just like Gwyneth Paltrow like going around being like goop. How sensual do you feel right now with this goop product? Y- yes. Um. I, yes. I, I hate goop so much. Um. <laughs> the first thing I refer, remember seeing Gwyneth Paltrow in is a terrible movie called Shallow Hal. Where Jack Black yes. dates Gwyneth oh, Paltrow, but Shallow like he's Hall. under like a genie's curse, so she he thinks it's like one of those like inner beauty movies, but it's actually just super mean. So because yeah. it's Gwyneth Paltrow in a fat suit for most of it. I have seen that, but I don't know why. I maybe it's just more recently I've seen her in interviews or like in magazine ads. Like I don't know, but I was like I didn't expect her to like have a cool voice and like be cool. I don't know. Yeah, she was just like this spunky. Is maybe Gwyneth Paltrow's best work. Yeah, I I thought she was really stuffy. Like, and then yeah. I like I thought she had a stuffiness that you can't change through acting. Is I guess I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. Sure, that's valid. Um, and maybe that's the way she's become. She literally like she's had interviews and like this was kind of when she became like scrutinized for this stuff. Like she, I forget exactly what she said that was like offensive, but like part of the criticism of that was like you do one movie a year, you make your year's worth of salary, and then you go into hiding. Like that's not yeah. relatable. Like you are not every woman. Is she an um, anti-vaxxer? Is I she think she is. And also, the the know. vagina egg could like probably cause problems. Yes, like, I think the vagina egg had yes. to be taken away yes. because they're like that could kill. She's you. like endorsing <laughs> From, bad things that like if they react for the normal person, they don't have the money to like fix. Yeah. yeah. Right. Also, like I guess because they're like jade eggs, right? Yes. Okay, so I learned this on TikTok. Like, jade is, like, a porous stone. Oh, no. Like, that's why you shouldn't, like, roll your face with it because, like, you're just getting all, like, the debris and, like, gross stuff in that stone. And then... So when so you just you keep on... Using it, so you're, you're just... You're just spreading around the disgusting. junk. Disgusting. That, that's, I mean, I guess allegedly, like, I don't know the validity to this. This is just, again, something I saw on TikTok. I was wondering if she was actually singing. I think That's so. What I, want to I believe. Know. I, I mean, well, we're about to get to it, but the auto tune right. was there. So, but the auto tune was absolutely there. And then, yeah, so Gwyneth Paltrow's here. She's playing a, a substitute teacher named because... Holly Holiday. Holly Holiday, what a name! What a name! Um, and like Kurt is the one that recruits her because when she subbed for English class, she got the band together. Yeah. The, the ghost glee band um shannon we're convinced that the band and the technicians at the school are ghosts because they just show up it's the only reason um, they can work so fast yes um she sang conjunction junction with her backup singers yeah cool stoner brett was there yeah and then um my question though is karina is yeah. conjunction junction on the list of tracks that was released from this episode it was absolutely not listed but let me see if wikipedia lists it as a song they absolutely do. Yes, justice for conjunction. Can, junction. I'm ninety-nine percent positive you cannot buy the Glee cover of Conjunction Junction as justice. Well, but yeah, the the trippy stoner Brett bit was hilarious. I had a whole like come to Jesus moment where I was like, 
That's Stoner Brett, right? Is Stoner Brett from this show or is Stoner Brett from a different show, like <laughs> shitty teen show? I was like, Stoner Brett could be a Riverdale character. Stoner Brett yeah. could be a Gilmore Girls character. Like, yeah. But he, we've seen him before, right? Have we? I don't know if we have. Fuck! I, do, I, I don't remember Stoner Brett. Fuck, where's Stoner Brett from? <laughs> Maybe he comes back later and that's why you're remembering him. I feel like he auditioned for Glee Club or something. No, that is the first time we see him. So I guess maybe I'm retroactively, like, imagining we've met Stoner Brett. Oh, no, I've broken the timeline. <laughs> but, yeah, we go to the Glee Club. Mm-hmm. Puck to play a, 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 a prank on the substitute teacher, of course, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Buttered the floor. Is this, like, a thing? Is is this a known prank that people do? Not, not in my, in my school. school. We just okay. kind of were like, oh, you're a sub? Well, I guess we're not really working today. That's neat. Yeah. Of course, Rachel falls immediately because, lol. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> At least I didn't fall and break my talent. Solid line. I'll give it to them <laughs> on that one. But but like Gwyneth just kind of like glides across. She's super smooth because she's Holly Holiday. Um, nothing says class like a buttered floor. And then Kurt like falls on his ass, and that's funny again. Yeah, there's a couple of solid pratfalls, which don't yes. always work, but they work here. Then she does, like, intros. I feel like there might have been um, a gypsy reference in that because she goes, my name is Holly Holiday. What's yours? And I was like, is that a gypsy reference or am I splitting hairs on Glee? I would believe that Glee could make a gypsy reference. But I did think it was funny how, like, Finn was Puck, Puck Mm -hmm. was, or no, Puck was Finn, Finn was, like, someone. I don't know if they did Finn because Santana was Rachel. Yeah, and Brittany was Mike Chang. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I loved that. Um, I like that in Britney's mind because they're like, who? What make? What are swaps that make sense? And Britney's mind was like, Mike Chang also does dance, so it makes a lot of sense for us to pretend to be each other, the two dancers. And that was probably the only thing in her brain making it, not the like gender or race thing. In Britney's mind, those don't exist. It's only dance. Good for Britney. I made that up. That could be. A, that <laughs> I know, could be. but like. I love this conjecture. But yeah, turns out she actually knows who everybody is because she came prepared. She watched everyone's regionals, uh, the regionals video, mm-hmm. of which they came in last, mind you, um, and notes how all the songs are 30 years old. Like, they sound like someone else's favorite songs. They don't sound like your favorite songs. This episode spent um, a lot of time dunking on Will Schuster's music taste, and I'm, I love that for them. Yes. Um, there were a handful of good cutaway, like, joke cutaways mm-hmm. where he's like, we gotta focus on doing a journey song that we haven't done yet. And like Gwyneth Paltrow's the, all there being like, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. I literally wrote down the same thing. I was like, okay, this is what the vibe is. Yes, it I'm is. I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. I uh, listen to what you guys wanna do. Yes. Um, and like, therefore, she says, like, what do you guys wanna work on? When was the last time you were ever asked that? So, what do they do? They do the song of 2010. Yeah. Forget you. They yeah. They do they do the radio version. <laughs> the radio um, edit of CeeLo Green's "Fuck You." <laughs> and my note is, CeeLo, I worked with him. You did work with I him. I did. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. He was in Begin Again. Okay. And like the scene we were all in was just like us chilling at a party, and like in that party he like learned that the college kids were like obsessed with fuck you (laughs) he was like really and we're like yeah we were obsessed with that song yeah and like there were two of us in college and we're like yeah we can attest like it's everywhere on campus 
Um, I like that he was surprised. That makes me think he's like the best. Like, I mean, he he was great until he got himself in trouble, and oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, forget you, radio edit, whatever. Um, good song. Um, yeah, I it, it's a that's one of those another. We've had a couple of these so far this season. This is a time capsule song. Like no one's yes. listening to this song now. This is not an evergreen nope. song, but in 2010, it's like you said, Ian. This was we listened to this song all the fucking time, all the time. Your your husband did this song for oh a thing at school. Oh my God, yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, I and he was out. not a he was not a performance major. Yeah, no, I don't even think we were dating then, which tells you. I don't think when so. When the song was this popular. <laughs> right. Which means the month of September in 2010. <laughs> exactly. It is also like, it's one of those uh, songs that you hear at like every millennial wedding mm-hmm, though, yes. because of course every millennial is going to get up and like rage to it. Yeah. Um, my next note here after, um, you're like 40, more like top 40 sweet cheeks, which mm. love it. I love that. I don't care. Don't say that to a student. <laughs> Fair. Well, that was to Santana. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, yeah, sizing yeah, yeah. her up or whatever. But my next note here is, um, Evan Hansen's here on the drums. Finn, what are you going to do? Because <gasps> there, like there was just, like, a skinny little boy in a blue striped polo that was, like, rocking on the drums. And I was like, that's hilarious. Oh, Evan Hansen, if he had, without anxiety. If he were kind of cool. Um, um, this song is full of auto-tune. Yup. This is the most auto-tuned song we've heard in a long time, if not the I most. I disagree. I disagree. I think Touch a Touch a Touch Me is more okay, auto-tuned fair, than this. Okay, fair, fair, fair. But this song's better to listen to, so... I, yes. I, but the auto-tune was and strong. It Which was. does lead me to believe that maybe Gwyneth Paltrow can't really uh, sing. She's doing her best. I was like, wondering at points, um, one, if she was singing or if they had a double, but when she was dancing at one point, this is later in the oh. episode, it looked like there might have been a body double involved. I at points. Oh... I would, be- I would believe I would it because that. there are points where, like, it's clearly her dancing, and I'm like, that's not great. Yeah. Um, but what I did love about this number mm-hmm. was the three cheerleaders basically being her backup yes! dancers. That choreography was killer. That was so fun, and they were having a great I, time. They were. Brad was enjoying it, the pianist. And we had a little bit, like, of an Artie Mercedes-like yes. breakdown there, which uh, I also love. I think they both they both sounded really, really good as well. Yes. I also noted the per- the percussion section has grown. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like they have more, like, percussion instruments there now. I guess I'm just as bad as the rest of the Glee Club because I've stopped paying attention to the band. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'll I'll keep an eye on the band. Justice for band. This was a fun song, except um, there was... Good number! Yeah, there was a part where I was like, I don't know who's... Is Gwyneth Paltrow supposed to be singing the background riffs? Because she was clearly singing something else <laughs> to... Like, as opposed to what was something we were hearing, which to your point, Karina, like, all of it was like, oh, the pre-recorded auto-tune versus, like, reality or whatever. It was weird, but very fun song. I did bring up in this one, this number, the ages. Like, it's so arbitrary who they choose to play an adult versus who they chose to play a child. Yes. Like, seeing the whole Glee Club and then Gwyneth Paltrow, I was like, couldn't she have been, like, a child compared to the guy who plays Puck? Like, that guy doesn't have a hairline anymore. Like, he, like, he is old. Yeah. Like, he's, n- nobody thinks he's 17 or how, like, so that was strange. Especially when, like, you get to 
like the hockey players the auxiliary like mm-hmm. like the auxiliary students with like three lines in the show like everyone else is clearly like 35 up. the current bully in this episode briefly yeah, yeah i'm yes. like yes. that guy is very old like that's a that, fully yeah. grown man that yeah. is a grown man yes um, so was the guy that, like, Mercedes, or, like, that, uh, Kurt wants to hook up with Mercedes. Yes. Just an adult man, yeah. Just an adult man in a red hockey jacket. It's so funny. When I was watching the show in high school and, like, part of college, I don't remember, I don't remember the characters being so, like, out there. Um, and I, I don't remember right. the ages. Like, Rachel in this episode being, like, me. Like, I don't remember her being, I remember her being off, but I don't remember her being, like, such a caricature, which is interesting. Yeah, she's... She's living in her, like, most caricature in this episode. She's much yes. less down-to-earth in this episode than she's been previously. But it wasn't an, a Rachel episode, no. which I think balanced it out very nicely. Yes. We, we'd, be re- we'd be remiss <laughs> if we missed Sue trying to ban football to disband the football team because she hates Coach Beast. Yes. And, of course, Coach Beast with an A-plus uh, retort saying, But what will your Cheerios cheer for? <laughs> and Sue just going, I will get back to you on all of this later. And, I mean, I do, like, it did send me down, like, a spiral of, like, why do cheerleaders have to be uh, attached to a male-dominated sport in order to exist as a sport in their own right? But also, right. it's a great takedown line of, like, the symbolist thing. And also that it's punctuated with, like, a rant about athlete's foot spray where she, like... <laughs> Is to having to tell a room of boys not to spray them, each other in the eye with it, which, yes. Yes. Re- seems Valid. realistic. And then after yeah. she, like, tells off Sue, she kind of, like, sprays it in her general, like, direction and goes, and then points to it and goes, no. The only way that would be more accurate is if it were Axe body spray. Disgusting. <laughs> exactly. They probably couldn't get the um, Axe sponsorship for this, so... But yeah, so uh, Sue was beast or bested by the beast, as she writes in her <laughs> yes, journal. Yes, the return of Sue's journal, which starts with her writing in very large letters, humiliated, which... Yes. Mood. <laughs> mood. Um, and she needs a cause. And then she looks up, sees all the overweight kids at the school, and decided that she's going to ban, quote, potato tots. <laughs> I laughed for very like a full minute at potato tots. <laughs> Me too. Um, what a dumb way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and then like she has becky come in as the assistant which is adorable becky's outstanding like i'm banning potato tots outstanding yes standing do not like what comes next i do not like that it's singing in the rain number yeah i do not like that we then had to sit through matthew morrison living out his wet dream of being i don't know both gene kelly and cosmo um was was his name? Not Don. That's not Don Knotts. Um, Donald O'Connor. There you go. Yeah. Um, so my reaction to this was basically like, Ian, take the floor. Ian, how do you feel about this? <laughs> because I knew you. Ha- I knew your feelings would be through the roof. Uh, I just. I didn't need this. I did not need. I did not need Glee doing. And we'll get to the end because I did not need that one fucking bit. Um, <laughs> but I. Did not need Matthew Morrison. And, like, I'm mildly surprised that that's the one they did go with and they didn't go with, like, a Gene Kelly number because, remember, never forget, Gene Kelly, my height, we stand a short king. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so is Donald O'Connor. But, um, my, I mean, my first note here is poor Brad because Brad just has to sit here and deal with this. Yeah. Mike Chang is at least doing his thing, but we have to deal with Matthew Morrison making monkey shines and running up walls and shit. I didn't need it. I did not need to see... 
Glee does sing in the rain. I guess um, for context, if you're listening to our episode without having watched the episode of Glee, uh, they are doing a shot for shot remake of Make Him Laugh. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that is what they're doing. Um, a shot for shot remake, and like it's his fever dream, literally, literally fever, fever dream. dream. Um, and my next note is like, what is Tina doing here? Because they had, I realized like they had some folks going in and out with like yes. the physical gags, like when someone hits their head, their face on a board or Arnie's whatever. Just but, in like, the background, like holding a piece of canvas, like the whole time, basically exactly. with goggles like, on, like he's in a danger zone. <laughs> Safety first. Um, but yeah, like Tina's just there, fully looking like a witch, but like doesn't really do anything. Um, I get. I mean, I don't have anything of like no positive notes. No positive notes. Um, I mean, positive note, like, it sounds fine. Mike Chang is enjoyable to watch. Um, this didn't ruin Singing in the Rain for me. I just hate that I had that I had to watch that. Um, he wakes up, and he's on the couch all of a sudden, so I'm wondering how he got out of bed. Sometimes that also happens when you're fever. Um, my thoughts on Make Them Laugh, Make Them Laugh, rather. Please. Is, this does feel like, you know how sometimes we talk about how Leah Michelle barges into the manager's office and demands, like... <laughs> Uh, needing to do a specific song that's absolutely yeah. what matthew morrison did today is he said right give me the number i want it and they're like well he's the star today um right my only other note is <sighs> we should have known this was a dream sequence from the start because of how much mike was allowed to be in it oh devastating i like watching mike chang dance i didn't remember me he too. was in the show until and mm-hmm. then i was like oh my gosh that guy and he's yeah. a phenomenal dancer. Not a great actor, but well, a phenomenal dancer. Like, and that's so why good. he's on the show doing what he's doing now, which is not talking exactly. very much and dancing a lot. Dancing a lot and just being charming as hell. I feel bad they um, didn't give him a shot, though, at that. Because didn't... I mean, this could be just, like, lore. You guys are the experts here. Uh, didn't mm-hmm. the woman who plays Britney... Wasn't yeah. she just a dancer? Like, she was brought on as just yes. a dancer, and they were like, you're hilarious. We're going to write stuff that fits your kind of humor to make mm-hmm. you funny. They yes. should have done something, yeah. like, quirky with him because there, there were a few lines yeah. where I was like, oh, okay, like, this guy, like, there was, I, at one point, like, the, the kids are all, like, chiming in something, and then he says something, and it's, like, super goofy, and I'm like, oh, maybe you don't know how to act, but, um. They didn't know how to write for Mike Chang, especially yeah, in this season. Exactly. He gets, like, he'll get his moment, but, yeah, it was, Brittany was brought on only to teach, not even to be a dancer, just to teach dance, basically, because she was Beyonce's backup dancer, and then they were like, you are so good. Um, we're gonna keep you on as a fan favorite character. And Mike, they were like, like every theater production, they were like, we just need more boys. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. And she ends up being, like, the cutest character. Like, she's just, like, plays for the laughs. She's great. She's straightforward, funny. funny. And, um, if you go back and watch, like, the Britney Spears episode, she's, like, a main character in that, and, like, she can sing, and, like, she's just, like, it's a great showcase for Heather Morris. Yeah, we love watching her dance. But going back to this nonsense, <laughs> we cut to, like, the living room, I guess. Uh, Will is on the couch, and Rachel is there wearing a mask. Yep. Oddly timely. Yes. No one can understand her. There's that bit. Um, don't go to your sick teacher's house, first of all. Don't go to your sick teacher's house. Don't go to your teacher's house. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to your teacher's house. Yeah. Please don't. Don't invite the teacher to your house it's either. It's weird that he's receptive to it. Like, he's like, all right, let's chat. Like, I'd be like, get out of my home. I'm calling, Shannon, like, child protective so services. Episodes. Like, there is something wrong. The boundaries. There are so many episodes <laughs> yeah. where the boundaries are just non-existent. Because, like, at the end of season one, he fully has the, the Glee Club at his place. Like, everybody. Oh, nuts. 
The thing that's funny, when yeah. I watched this in high school, I remember it being, like, relatable. And now looking back, I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Like, never, never, What never. part? Yeah. Like, I just remember being like, <laughs> I thought the characters were much more grounded. I was like, oh, like, it's, like, normal, like, chain of events. But it's pretty outlandish, which is funny looking back on. I was like, yeah. wow, wow, oh. Rachel comes through to basically tell Will that, like, Holly's essentially doing a great job running the Glee Club. Um, she's even in good with Sue because they cut to their, them getting their hair highlighted together, which is yeah, funny. Yeah, at school. This is... F- at this, school. They're, like, getting highlights and drinking red wine at school, <laughs> which neither of those are permitted activities. Right. Relatable. Yeah. Again, I could relate. Yeah. In high school, I was like, yeah, 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 we did this. Obviously, yeah. this is what adults do. <laughs> yeah. Wine and highlights. Mm-hmm. So yeah. mom Watching up the animal hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Glee, the most realistic show on television. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we have this bit where Kurt is blowing her off again because they're going to see a community theater production of Rent. I just was like, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I'd love to see a community theater production of Rent. Me too. I had a dream once, not even a fever dream. I just had a dream that I saw that. A community theater version of Rent? Yeah, I had a dream that one of my bosses was in it, and I went to go support her. I would we could totally that. find one. I feel like that's not hard yeah. to find. Actually, it is on tour right now. I have a friend in the tour. But that's a community... Um, is that... No, no, no. No, that's, no that's it's professional. professional. I mean, I'd see that too. Also tangentially related, Adam Pascal is on tour right now in the touring production of Pretty Women. Pretty Woman. Yes. I yes. got an Instagram targeted ad for that today. I was like, damn it. I believe it. It knows I've been listening to Aida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I believe that. Uh, and then, like, Brittany and Santana throw all the tater tots out, and, like, yes, I, Mercedes is mad. I like that Brittany and Santana, despite, like, being committed to Glee Club, still have, like, their moments of, like, loyalty to Sue. Yes. Like, they're still like, look, I'm following orders here. Sue wants tater tots gone. I'm here for it. Like, that's, throw them away. That's the plot point I wish we could explore more. Yes! Like, they'd kind of do it in season one, but, like, they're fully, like, series regular characters now. Like, mm-hmm. give us those plot points instead of, like, this half-baked, like, plot where, like, Mercedes is, like, losing Kurt, so she has to, like, fill that void with, I guess, food? food See, question mark? We can, I'll mention it now. That's the plot point. I could have done fully without the Mercedes-Kurt plot in this episode. Yeah. 100%. Because it felt so undone, and, like, they try to wrap it up at the end with, like, Mercedes, you're, you're eating your feelings, which was not something that was made apparent at all, and nothing, there's not been nothing all. leading up to it, and nothing to come after it. They don't so even like, show her right. eating, right? Am oh, I insane? No, not Never. once! <laughs> not once did she, she put food in her like, mouth. Not a bite! They just slow-mo the tots, and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Not even in that next scene where she's like, do you know what this is, and, like, uh, and she, like, shows up broccoli, broccoli, and she thinks it's a toilet brush, and... I will say the the bit um the line where it's like Brittany thought this was a tiny tree where gummy bears <laughs> yeah, live. Brittany she cried because <laughs> she thought I cut down a small tree where a family of gummy bears lived. Is a very funny <laughs> joke. I will give Glee one point funny for funny <laughs> joke. <laughs> one point. Put it on the board. Um, but yeah, like this this B plot. Maybe this is even the C, C plot, plot because the main plot is like um Holly, Holly Holiday. Holiday. The B plot I think is Will not wanting to be like relatedly not wanting to be replaced and also be like figuring out things with Terry. So this the Kurt okay. the Kurt and Mercedes Kurt is being a bad friend because he has met an, another person who's also gay. Like we didn't and and Mercedes feels betrayed by it and so she's eating. It has a it, there's so much to describe it, but it was never well done and I didn't need right. it at all. I 100% agree. 
And you guys could let me know because you're the experts, but this felt like a connector episode. Like, it felt like this yes. episode could have been struck. Like, there was yeah. nothing. Maybe that's why I was like, I don't remember Glee being like this. Like, it was kind of just chaotic. Um, there is yeah. exactly one thing in this episode that has any consequences. I guess uh, I guess Sue stays principal for a while, maybe. maybe. The, uh, but there's one thing that happens in this episode that has consequences, and it's literally not going to happen until the last three minutes of the episode. Anyway, back to this A-plot, yeah. <laughs> um, because we can't stay away from Rachel too long. Um, so she, like, approaches, I guess, like, I, I forget if Holly approaches Rachel or Rachel approaches Holly. Holly approaches but... Rachel in the hallway, as you do. In the hallway, mm-hmm. of course, and goes, Rachel, you suck. You're, like, a total drag. Anybody ever tell you that? And, of course, Puck, like, walk walks on by with, like, the drive-by mm-hmm. I do all the time. Like, Holly gives the answers away to the Spanish yep, test or yep. whatever. I thought this was also going to be a fever dream. She's not a regular mom. She's, She's a cool <laughs> mom. mom. But then, unlike we have another Journey cutaway song bit, um, I found a Journey song we haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and like we hear that Holly used to be just like Rachel, but then she got punched in the face. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I used to be just like you. Oh, what happened? I got punched in the face. Anyway, and it was a good blind read. Gwyneth Paltrow's doing a good job. She is. She's talented. It's strange. It is. I was like, I was like, why is she cool? Yeah, I don't think of her like that at all. I was like, wow, you're like, no, you're kind of nailing it. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool to see her do it. But we can't stay at the cool Gwyneth Paltrow mom too long because then we have to go to this terrible fucking scene. Is this the baby stuff? Yeah, this is the baby Baby stuff. Likes his Will's not baby likes his soup. Yeah, that's also what I did. Like I'm watching, just watching this alone, and I just. Anytime I have to yell out loud to, that no one's going to hear me, I just viscerally can't handle it. This was one of those. Yeah. Baby oh, God, no. Especially. Oh, baby also like his menthol rub. Oh. No one. Yikes. No one ever. <laughs> no one has looked at Vic's vapor rub the way that Will. Will is so excited to find out there's a jar of Vic's vapor rub in his nightstand. Which, by the way, if it's been there the whole time, he could have just done it. It's not hard. Really it's it. not a two-person also, job. Exactly. He could have also just bought Vic's vape bow rub. But yeah. I would, I would have bought it if he more. loves it so well, much. It was already in his nightstand. He already owned it because she like climbs over him to go get it. It would have right. been a better reveal if she'd whipped it out of her pocket or her breasts, I yes. guess, considering where this is going. <laughs> and also, done it. Yeah. Uh, has that woman Terry? Has she been? Have we seen her in anything other than Glee? Am I nuts no. for not knowing? No, I've never um, seen Jess Lingles. Oh, she was in um. Nip she's Tuck. done another Ryan Murphy job. Um, yeah. And like I know, because I heard um a great interview with her and Aisha Tyler. Um, I think she did the show Vikings for a while. Okay. Um, which like had a few seasons, so it had a crowd. I just have never seen it. My so. critique she is works. more of a compliment. My critique is that she does not fit. Like it seems like they're making. It almost feels to me like they're making Meryl Streep, like, say these lines. Like, not mm-hmm. Meryl herself, but, like, this woman seems like a very, like, talented, put-together actor. And they're like, you have to say this. And she's, like, giving it her all, but it's kind of like, oh, like, this is, like, dehumanizing for you. <laughs> like, you're better than this. That exact note has always been my thought uh-huh. on Jessalyn Gilsig as Terry. Yeah. She has always been, like, an echelon above, and I'm like, poor... Jessalyn Gilsig has to say these lines that were yeah. just given to her by three men. And I'm not like, oh, she's so good. She should be playing a different character in Glee. She should be a lead. I'm like, no, she's so, like, she's, she just doesn't fit the world of the show, which as, like, an actor, yeah. it makes me feel better about rege- rejection because it doesn't mean you're bad. It's just, like, you don't you don't fit the world here. She There's something about her that's, like, too grounded, like, normal in a good way. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Do you know what Jessalyn Gilson is doing right now? What her current Tell project me. is? She is in a what? Disney Plus series called Big Shot about a temperamental hmm. college basketball coach who comes to teach at a private all-girls high school. She is playing against John Stamos. <laughs> Maybe they met on Glee. I bet they did. Although they never, I don't believe, were any, in any episodes together. No, they I don't w- think so. No. Well, I guess they were both in the one with the car. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of this is to say that, of course, Will has to take off his shirt. I mean, to, you do have to take that, off your shirt to put menthol do, on it. do, but it just, it felt more like an excuse for Matthew Morrison to remove his shirt than it did to be like, oh, menthol, like Vicks VapoRub, that's going to be helpful, thank you. Um, now, what's the worst the... transition into sex I've ever seen? Horrifying. Oh, yes. agreed. What were you going to say, What's Jen? the vibe? Like, do we think Matthew Morrison is like, look, like him and his agent are like, we need to be shirtless. Like, we want to be a sex symbol. Mm. Or do we think creators of the show are like, we want to bone him. Like, let's make him strip. Because I'm not into it. Like, and I'm sure in high school, I was like, I don't care about you. Like, I'm sure that's not who I was in love with. High school um, wanted to see you. Like, Puck shirtless, probably. Yes. I, is, yeah. is this for the moms who are forced to watch Glee with their children? Yeah, it's Or unclear. is this Matthew Morrison asking for more exposure, quite literally? More sp- literally, yeah. And, like, because I, I feel like we've gone back to that point of, like, are we supposed to be attracted to Will here? Huh. Are, like, is that their goal? I think because Ryan Murphy their goal, thinks we're supposed to be attracted to Will, because Ryan Murphy also like, directed this episode. So. Okay. Good looking out. Now you know. I think yeah. I think Ryan Murphy thinks we are supposed to be attracted to Matthew Morrison. And none of us okay. want this. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, this is awful. Also, have you ever heard of Vicks being rubbed on your back? No, it comes on your chest because no. it's supposed to go into Thank your nose. Thank you. Thank you. Very confused. Oh. What the fuck is it going to do back there? Oh, God. And then we get some uh, awful, awful moaning. And my note here is just literally, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. And at Will, and at first Will's like, "Don't do it." Yeah, Will says, "Don't stop," it. or like, "Don't." Period. Stop. Period. I need to be much more clear about that. This is like the second time in most recent history where the actual show has been more uncomfortable than like the lead ups to the porn parody we had to watch parts of. Like, yes. why does that keep happening? Agreed. Yeah. And I guess we can talk about the lunchroom where. Mercedes has to eat healthy again, I guess, yeah. because that's just what the menu is. There was like um, a sliver of interesting plot here, a sliver this big, where Kurt. Yes. I guess part of this plot is about Mercedes feeling lonely because she can't fake date Kurt anymore because he's fake dating Blaine. Where he like is like, no, I found a date for you, and she was like, oh, is it one of the five other black kids in this school? And Kurt being like, right. Oh, I didn't think like that's an interesting plot. Let's talk about the like. Lack of diversity at this school and Kurt's assumption that Mercedes would only be interested in dating another black person. And right. they, they almost, they tiptoe towards a good plot and then they yank it away to have a tots riot. I thought it was so interesting that they dropped that in, like, amongst so many other things that were, like, not, like, correct about the, the like, there was yeah. some stuff that I was like, this does not hold up. Like, this is, I can't remember, like, I don't remember watching this and not being, like, blown away by how, like, some of the stuff is pretty doesn't hold up to the light of 2021 and then for them to add that in like a lot of the stuff i was like oh my gosh later it comes up toward the end and i was like who wrote this like is this like an old white guy who wrote this part but for this i was like wait actually who wrote this because it doesn't seem like the voice of like 
an older white gentleman. Like, I don't think he would know to have that insight. It seems like somebody else was like, we should put this in and maybe like really push for it in the writer's room. And they were like, okay, fine. Like we don't get it, but fine. Yeah. And it, it, now it stands out as like something that's pretty relevant. One sliver of nuance that they don't go in any further, which sucks because that would be a really interesting plot. Yeah. Then we get a a tots riot. Yeah. (laughs) Which better than a sex riot, better than a sex riot. Um, we also get a little bit of drive-by homophobia and also a wink. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, I will say I think the Tots riot was, should have been the perfect excuse to d- do shots, but Tots, 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 tots everybody. Yeah. When did yeah. shots come out? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think it was out then. I thought- yeah, because I remember... Because I remember our friend Sarah um, yelling at someone for, like, saying it wrong or something. Well, we used to sing it about socks. Um... Yeah. But, oh, no, it came out in 2009. Um, but then we get this Chicago duet where they do um, the hot honey rag. Uh, my favorite part of this is Kurt, like, lip-syncing along in the audience in the most genuine move there is. But Kurt was living for they it. They all were um, living for it. They all were. And I do not believe that anybody was living, would be. No. Like, no. I, I don't buy that anybody here except Kurt, and maybe at this point Finn knows what Chicago is. Or, like, knows the content of Chicago. I'm to get that excited um, for the hot honey rag. Like. <laughs> of all the numbers. Um, they're not even that great at dancing yet. Like, I re- literally wrote here, like, awkward cartwheel. Yes. Um, like, Leah Michelle's legs are fully at, like, 45 degree angles. Um, <laughs> yeah, drag her in. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I think hot honey rag is the worst number in Chicago, so. I don't disagree with you. Like, I'm already bored on that level. And then the editing of the dancing was so weird. And that's what makes me think you might be right, Shannon, that there might be a dance double because the cuts were, like, just so you couldn't keep your eye on them quite long enough. So I think a dance double might be the key. I think there was a dance double for Gwyneth, but... Mm -hmm. I'll have to rewatch and explore because sometimes it's really tricky to tell because they'll put them in, like, shots where they're, like, kind of, like, going, but then once the, like, more busier dance moves like the harder stuff comes in it's like they just switch them out so i don't know they they definitely don't focus on her face as much as they focus on um leah michelle's face yeah rachel rachel's yes she's leah michelle it's the same Same thing it's the same thing but like finn like i mean good for finn for being a supportive everyone was like like, eating it up though they were cheering some of them were like jumping out of their seats a little bit i'm like and yet they don't know any, and yet they also know all of Rocky Horror too. Okay. Sometimes um, the kids' theater knowledge is I call bullshit. Um, I I agree. Um, yeah, I, I literally have the note like Sam should not be that into yeah, this. Yeah. What does Sam um, care? Because he's not dating either of those girls, and he does exactly. not know anything about Chicago. He doesn't know anything about Chicago. I do appreciate that Santana was not impressed. Yes. That was that was a proper character choice. Didn't care no. for. I him. also don't remember the show being like primarily musical theater standard show like i remember it's it for not. its like cover yeah so this yeah. this episode i was like wow i really enjoyed this i don't the the singing the rain song i hardly know this song i hardly know so i was yeah. like i watched this and wasn't like this is confusing i mean at this point they really only ever covered like between the first like season and change that we're at like they've only covered like five theater songs a little bit more yeah. like we're, they probably try to throw in one theater song an episode maybe every other episode sure more likely, but... And, like, they have the whole Rocky Horror thing. There definitely no theater kids are their demographic, and so they were trying to keep them happy. Also, 
Yeah. I, much like Matthew Morrison demanded singing in the rain, I would believe that Leah Michelle was like, I haven't had a number in this one. And they're like, fine, Chicago. <laughs> She's like, perfect, thanks, bye. Um, <laughs> and then a school with no budget is able to do the shooting out the lights trick. That was my note. <laughs> the uh, guns, also, too. Anything. I wrote, like, yeah. when they show up with the guns, I was like, why, do, are, are those guns? Like, oh I was like, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You can't, bring, you also, can't bring those into school <laughs> No. And then the No, the, you can't do that today. The best was I was like guns and then my Zach, not to be confused with your yes. Zach, was like we had those in my school. I was like, "What? Why did you have those I in mean, your school?" In 2010, I guess it was like a slightly different case because because uh, shootings aren't happening every other day, yeah. but um but like yeah, that would not fly nowadays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good joke, Ian. <laughs> Oh, I'm great. I am going to pretend that I knew what I was going to what I was saying. Um, it was two of them. Um, the masks, the masks for the sickness and the guns. I like was like, like, because I thought like you can't show a gun and then have nothing bad happen. Like, but I guess yeah, I guess back then sure. And then the masks too. Time. I was like, I was like, Leah Michelle knew. Yeah. Leah Michelle knew about COVID. <laughs> Oracle Leah Michelle. I was like, she knew. Here's the other thing too. Which, my last note to rag on this, um, this would be a terrible number to perform at sectionals. Like, I agree. Leah Michelle's like, I want to do this for sectionals. This is a terrible song, because it only has, like, three bars of music and then mediocre dancing. So, you're not going to win right. sectionals with this number, honey. Also, <laughs> and, like, I mean, like, I know that the point is that she did what she want, but this is also a song that at this point was 40, 30, 40 years yes. old. Mm-hmm. Which um, was weird, because as, like... I thought this episode was about Gwyneth kind of being radical, taking all the kids under her wing and being like, we could do whatever we want. And then I'm like, and you're still choosing to do boring stuff. Like, not this that it's no wanted, offense. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, full but offense. This is full offense. Full yeah. Offense. I was like, why don't they just like jump on that as soon as they can? I'd be like so excited. If you're going to do a duet from Chicago, surely there's a better one. A hundred percent. Um, I'm like trying to think of what, like what songs are in Chicago? Um, I guess there's not a lot of other two female songs in Chicago now that I'm thinking about it. Right. There's that song Class, which is just like them cursing for three minutes. Yeah, that's, that's minutes. not a fun song. That's also a song I don't like in Chicago. It's slow. Yeah. Um, anyway. This isn't the Chicago podcast. <laughs> yet. Um, we're back in the hallway with Will and Sue. Will is there for some reason because he's still Will sick. Will is sick, but um, he felt so threatened in his job that he decided to come in sick to try to get his job back or like go back to work because he doesn't want yeah. Molly Holiday poisoning his kids' minds. And he says like in that, I long for the day when Figgins gets better and comes back. Like <laughs> full same energy as Quinn going, this is a lover's quarrel <laughs> and it's all thanks to you. <laughs> lover's quarrel. <laughs> like it had full like transatlantic, transatlantic yeah. energy and like of course like sue has the return of sue's um hair digs at yep. will schuster that's funny uh tempted to sell your scalp on the black market lol um but figgins isn't coming back uh sue's crusade for healthy eating has made it so that the school board has instated her as the principal full-time and she has fired will in the meantime yes yeah, so Go home, get some rest, die. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> uh, and then we're back at breadsticks. Bread Holy breadsticks. Um, Amen. The the only the only restaurant in town. Honestly, um, like that's often like a gag on like shows where it's like all these characters are only eating at one place. But I would buy that a place yes. in Lima, Ohio, really has one 
fast casual one restaurant that's true i remember visiting a college um before i went to college (laughs) um and there was an applebee's and a chinese restaurant in that town and that was it my hometown was Um, that you'd have to you'd have to leave the town to get to like a panera bread so you'd go to like probably well and then our diner shut down so you'd have to like leave the town to even go to a diner so yeah yeah it was rough it was brutal but no i would totally believe that and i guess mercedes is so like her blood sugar is so low that like she's just she's hallucinating she's them talking hearing about them only talking about gay issues gay stuff yeah she <laughs> however it is funny when like kurt was like oh my god i opened my mouth and a little purse, the fell purse out. Ga- that was hilarious <laughs> that's a good gag yes. that's a very yes. funny joke and yes. like chris colfer and darren chris both being like oh yeah and then also i was like this is probably what, like, non-theater kids feel like when they hang out with a bunch of theater kids. It's just theater kids being 100%. like, look at this tiny purse that came out of my mouth. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I also thought, like, that writing was very, like, in. Like, whoever was writing mm-hmm. it must have, like, like, they were, make they were, like, self, I don't know. I don't know who wrote it, but it seemed like they knew what they were talking about rather than, like, someone not understanding, like, being like, I'm old and I'm going to write teenage dialogue. Like, it was, like... Right. It seemed very nuanced and yes. hilarious. Like so many times, the Kurt stuff is often the best. Like and right because because Ryan Murphy. Yeah. I think Ian Brennan wrote this episode, if I'm correct. Mm. But Ryan Murphy directed this one, and that tracks. Um, yes, yeah, so yeah. I had and also Mercedes like stops the waitress and tries to order tater tots off menu, which no restaurant's just gonna have. But the waitress is like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. We're getting all of you McKinley students. Exactly. This one does. They now have tots on, like, the secret menu. They were probably, they um, noticed a, a gap and they filled it. They were like, we're going to make yeah. so much money on this black market tater that's, tots. That's how you use capitalism to your benefit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Take note. Um, we're, then we're back in the in the Glee yep. Club. In the Glee Club. Um, and I guess Gwyneth Paltrow opens with, nice job, band dudes. Yeah, she's making them paint, which is a rude thing to do to for them that's it that's what it was i forgot what happened because i'm like did we cut to like the end of a song and no, no she's she just has them painting labor. the choir <laughs> all right and then he will walks in and goes i'm will schuster and this is my choir room okay will yeah, literally it's sure jan yeah. um then they have this like great repartee of like like your kids don't feel heard and he's like i give them a voice i just don't let it run free um Holly Holiday, Gwyneth Paltrow reads millennials for being entitled. Okay, I was gonna say I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, I know all these Glee kids are millennials because, you know, yes. they're not. I was in high school and they were in high school, but like, right. A part of me feels like I'm being dunked on, and part of me feels like I'm supposed to feel lifted up by this, and I really can't tell which one's completely right. <laughs> exactly, it was definitely that like double edge. We're too emotional and we're too connected to our phones i think was the was the gist um but like she had a way of being like i embrace that and i let them feel heard sure thank you sure she's yeah. the, both the first and last person who has ever said that about millennials <laughs> exactly so. i have here in quotes the hangover of all that fun like i think will mm-hmm. and i'm like that's yeah. not a thing like how is that no. his winning argument like you're gonna get hung over from right? having too much fun why yeah at the end of the day it's it's singing you're singing and and it's back to that thing where it's like will is somehow both the most uptight teacher in the school and the most loosey-goosey one yes like pick a lane no they will not they They will will not not pick a lane will is going to be all things will will be whatever character he needs to be that week much like all of them thank you (laughs) will is every woman 
like then we get like this real moment of like the ter- the economy is terrible in 2010 mm-hmm. that was very Truth. true so she so she couldn't she couldn't turn the opportunity down i get it yeah man job's a job yeah and a job in the um, arts those are hard to come by those are so hard to come by even today yep um just take it from us who are doing a podcast about Glee. Um, <laughs> then we cut to uh, Sue's office because Mercedes did $17,000 worth of damage to Sue's Le Car. 1979 Le Car. If you Google 1979 Le Car, the first auto result is Glee. And if you just Google 1979 Le Car and go to images, the fourth picture is a picture of Sue Sylvester standing next to <laughs> a Le Car. So wow. the joke has staying the power. power. <laughs> yeah. The power. Um, but she put, uh, she shoved tater tots in Sue's exhaust pipe, so that caused Sounds damage. like a euphemism, but it's not. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then Holly Holiday gets called out for having no idea what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And this, like, this right here, that's the turning point. Like, we've officially, like, new yes. act, guys. Holly Holiday isn't just a cool mom. She's, she's too cool of a mom. Because right. she, she doesn't have enough authority. Exactly. She just wants to but be a cool mom all the time. She doesn't have authority, but she does know well where Will lives, oh, apparently. Yeah! How does she know where Will lives? I. That's what I want to know. Um, it's not like he'd be in the teacher directory anymore because he was fired. Um, yeah, but he was fired like four days ago. They don't update it that quickly. <laughs> I mean, Sue might act fast. That's true, if anyone was going to. Again, we're splitting hairs, but... And, like, she admits that she's a terrible teacher, don't argue with me, um, and as soon as, like, she gets, re- as soon as she gets serious, she retreats. And not only did she used to be more like Rachel, she used to be more like Will, where she would go in as, like, the uptight substitute. She walks into a classroom in this flashback with a terribly problematic, um, uh, instance of a student called Cameo. Yeah. Um, who looked like a, quote, attractive Biggie Smalls? Yikes. Yikes. This was scary. This writing, yes. I, I was like, "Is this?" Uh, I was like, "Who wrote this?" Uh, this Gwen? is on the list of low lows. This is a low for sure. This is what made me um, think I don't remember this show because I don't remember that it wasn't even funny. Like I like who, mm-mm. like imagine no. me like, and then this point in the script, we're cutting away to say this thing that makes absolutely no sense, but is only offensive. And then yeah. we're cutting back. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was yep. like, what? I, they didn't even say anything. Like, I could be like, wow, they made a really bad joke, but there wasn't a joke said. It was just like, we're going to go back, say something messed up, like, very wrong. Yeah. Make a poor Coach actress. Paltrow in the a pig. poor actress have yeah. to be the part. Like, she was like, okay, like. Yes. And she probably was so excited. Like, that's not a recognizable actress. She was probably, you know, no. like, I don't know her. She was probably like, no. heck yeah, I'm going to be on Glee. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, getting a paycheck, getting paid to act. Maybe it brought her into the union. Like, you don't know how excited this young woman was. And then right. that's how they're using her. It just, like, breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. There's no... Especially because, like, there's nothing else to that. Like, there's no payoff. There's no, no like... Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Um, and then they top it off with... They stole her Air Jordans, which... Yeah. Let's okay. finish it off with just the, <sighs> like, bad choices all around. Bad choices. <sighs> Um, my next note is, they gonna fuck? Yeah, it does, it did feel like they were going to, didn't it? Because every other time Will's had an attractive woman on his couch, he's either made out with her or touched her boobs, so. Right, like, it's, it's literally like the Kristen Chenoweth Mm -hmm. scenario. The Idina Menzel scenario, even. And the Idina Menzel scenario, but without the action. And my note here is just, Will, stop looking at her. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Because like his because his mouth is saying that sounds lonely, and his eyes are saying we're gonna fuck on this couch. I mean, maybe we're supposed to think that if Terry hadn't come barging in, that was where it was gonna go. Maybe. I do like I do like that. Um, when Terry barged in, um, Holly was like, like, like Will had to introduce them, and then Holly was like, "Your wife is kind of a bitch." Truth. <laughs> um, also, Terry comes barging in, speaking weird baby talk. Like yes. she comes in with the baby talk on her mouth, and we don't like that at all. <laughs> nope. The only thing it's missing is small bottles of Gerber baby food. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, I feel like I just cursed us again. Um, <laughs> mm, you did, yeah. I did. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, and then like Will basically throws Terry out, and like if I leave now, I'm never coming back. And I think all of us were like, good. Yeah. This is when Terry is like, she's making a lot of like demands, like Will, you like, you need to get back with me. Like she's making, she's saying a lot of things that don't read. I'm in therapy to me, <laughs> especially because at the beginning of the episode, she was like, I know our relationship was toxic. I know like yeah. it. Like, kind of back to, like, what she said in the first season, where it was like, it only works because, like, I shit on you. I thought we were going to get growth, and instead we just got the same Terry we've been getting since the divorce. No growth. Definitely doesn't sound like a woman in therapy. So. Nope. Okay. Speaking of Terry in therapy, there is a line earlier on, um, before the, like, breadsticks scene, when he's like, "I, I have it done. He's like, so what meds are you on or something? And I yeah. think he's talking to her, yeah. and she's like, "These are the meds." I, I was like, "That's an abrupt transition." Like, you never. So, what what meds are you on? Like, what? Yeah, I don't think you're supposed yeah. to ask someone that. Yeah, yeah. it's very strange. And so she's supposed right. to be like medicated, solving her problems, and then she just is the same. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, yeah, that does undercut the whole medication of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. we do not see the growth she was supposed to be yes. having. Exactly. We have learned nothing. Um, Welcome to Glee. <laughs> Welcome to Glee. And Mercedes has snuck tater tots in um, because she's she could get prison time, but you know what they have in prison? Tater tots. Sure. Okay. Um, and this is where, like, we get, like, the, quote, payoff, I guess. Yeah, this is this... when they're, like, we're wrapping up this plot that didn't make sense. <laughs> that, may, that I didn't know was, like, that I forgot was a plot. Not that I forgot it was a plot, but, like, I didn't realize this was the point of it was, like, yeah. like oh, you're replacing me with food. Yeah, yeah, Mercedes, like, no, we. this was not made clear until the, right now when they no, explicitly right spell now. it out. And yeah. there's another person, like, there's other people freaking out about these tater tots. It's not just her, so I don't understand no. being like, you have a problem. Right. It seemed weird. Yeah, this could have been an A-plot to, like, a completely different episode. Yes. And they could have just actually explored the whole, like, like, Mercedes is feeling that Kurt is getting distant, and she mm-hmm. has to deal with the fact that her best friend has a boyfriend, and, uh, I mean, I guess not yet, not but, yet. like, that, um... Her best friend is, like, vibing with this guy. Yeah. And, like, how does she deal with that? And, like, maybe she's not feeling her best self, and she kind of, like, turns to food. And, like, we like we notice there, like, not that there's been a problem in the past, but, like, there's yeah. a relationship thing here. There's a habit, because we had that episode where she kind of just stops eating. There's um, plot potential, oh. but they, they didn't do it well. They shoehorned it into an already too full episode and didn't clearly make their point well. Because, yes, right. this could have been an interesting plot, especially because we had just discussed on, like, the last episode that all the Glee Club is basically paired off except for Mercedes and Kurt. Like, every right. other member of the Glee Club is dating a different member of the Glee Club. So there's, yeah, there's precedent for them being like, oh, well, we got to stick together, but now Kurt's got this, like, other, like, person on the horizon where he thinks maybe 
that could be someone for him. And now Mercedes is truly alone. There's a whole good episode there. Yeah. And we could talk about Kurt thinking that she's only been willing to date other black people and have a whole, a great B-plot for the Man, we should have right. written a episode. We should have. You're right. Uh, and then, of course, we have to end it with a little bit of homophobia for a treat. Uh, is Karofsky this the bully? Up. Yeah. 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 He comes up, is like, have you told, like, does our classic move, which is to be like, Kurt, you haven't told anyone about how I kissed you. And he's saying this. In the crowded hallway. In the hallway. <laughs> like, dude, if you're looking for privacy, you picked the wrong spot. Right. I'm also, as not someone who's watched all this recently, my question, is this the only homophobic bully? Yes. Because I, I <laughs> hate that trope that it's like the only people are, who are like homophobic, awful bullies. They're also like, he's just yes. closeted. Like, I'm like, some people are just awful homophobic. fucking assholes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that is kind of just like, ew, we... I hate that. The episode before this um, dealt with, like, that information coming to light that the mm-hmm. guy who's been, like, Kurt has been being repeatedly bullied by this one bully. Like, obviously there's been other, like, tangential bullies in the school, but the episode was like, this is Kurt's bully. And and then the big reveal at the end was, it's only he's only bullying them because he's secretly closeted. And I read a review after we recorded Ian that was basically like, and I might have talked in this, I don't remember, but being like, it's kind of sucks that they didn't want to be like, look, sometimes people are homophobic, and that's just a fact. Like, right. yeah. it's not because they are secretly closeted and want to kiss you. Um, sometimes they just hate you for who you are. Um, or again, like, could have been another potential full episode yeah. where it's like, you have one of the auxiliary bullies that's just fucking awful. Mm-hmm. You have Karofsky, who is closeted, and you deal with the fact that, like, these two dudes are in very different positions, having to be best friends, and, like, reconciling all of that. On top of, like, Kurt and, like, Blaine having to be like, yo, I see you. Um, we can be here for you. And then, like, of course, it's Glee, so nothing's going to, no. like, grow. So he's just going to punch him in the face and walk away or something. I don't know. Yeah, I almost wish, like, the lead bully had, like, a bully squad who, like, they just, like, stand behind him. And one of them was, like, the person who was yes. positive. Because it's like, yeah, we should, like, we should bring the assholes to light. Like, people yes. should know that some people are just assholes. Some people are just mean, nasty, horrible people. And historically, like, there were other ones. So it's like they could have just kept them. Yeah. And have Karofsky they, and they be all like... Looked, and they all looked 35. And um. they all looked 35. But at it. the end of this scene, and it ends with, like, a very serious shot. Like, this is one of the times when the camera wants us to take this part seriously. Because Karofsky says to Kurt, like, if you tell anyone about what happened, I'll kill you. Um, and it doesn't read... It's not a very good line reading. Um... But the camera pans to him looking very shocked, so we're supposed to be like, oh, this is this is for serious. And when I mentioned right. that there was one thing in this episode that has any plot weight, that was it. Like, mm. it's the one sure. thing okay. with consequences. So, right. Cause it I, happens for 30 seconds. I also feel like in schools at that age, like, if you said anything like that, if you were like, oh, I'm going to kill myself, or like, oh, I'm going to kill, like end it like you will you'll be like in the principal's office like someone yeah. will be speaking to you like guidance gui- counselors yeah. Yeah. yeah and it would you'd have to be like oh i was like it was it's a saying it's a figure of speech or like it, they took it super seriously so i think that is the one thing that they nailed with the school because also mm-hmm. like and this is different it's not just like somebody a bully just a random like asshole yeah. kid being like i'm gonna kill you it's like i am blackmailing you i'm sexually harassing you i'm like yes. assaulting you like all this stuff and i'm gonna like it it there's homophobia linked to it too. It wasn't just like a, a 
figure of speech. Like, ah, oh, stop, I'm going to kill you. Like, something like that. Like, he meant it. Yeah. So I think right. them taking that seriously was um, good. <laughs> and yes. I, I think it, like, tracked with high school, where a lot of the other yeah. stuff, I'm like, this wasn't... I don't know why I thought this was relatable, because it's really not. <laughs> but th- that seemed... The weight that held seemed relatable. Yeah. And it's a drop in the bucket of the rest of this very weird, unrelatable episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we got uh, Will returning to the position of teacher, mm-hmm. Lee Club professor. Um, I With the, the wonderful line by Sue, you irritate me, William. Yes. Um, you make the underflaps of my breasts burn. I think that's one of the best lines we've ever had in Glee. Yeah, I mean, Sue was on fire this episode. She, as she was. Often is. All the cl- all the kids pleaded their case. Um, <laughs> Brittany said that Will Schuster taught her the second half of the alphabet. She used to stop at M and M because they were <laughs> so similar that she would get um, she get frustrated. <laughs> I loved that. Um, and like, there's a really good line in my time as president principal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she just keeps going that was very funny um and just like that all it has been forgiven what was the line where he where she was like um men seeking men with butt chins oh because she says that will needs to sell his body to be able to afford yes. the rent of the fixing of her car yes, yes. that line stood out um, to me too because instead of just like calling someone like an idiot i was like wow she really like they looked at that actor and they're like you have a butt chin we're writing it into yes. the script like that is so brutal yeah. frequently this like, is not the first nor last butt chin joke we will oh get oh my god like i wonder if they're like hey um like i wonder if they send like someone over like an assistant and they're like are you okay if we reference like your your butt chin like yeah. we th- we like it like but are you okay like <laughs> That's why he gets to take his shirt off all the time. It's like... Yeah. That's in his contract. Like, Mm -hmm. for every butt chin joke, you have to to take a shirt off. A sexual male. Because they have to run it by him, right? Like, he can't just get that dropped on him during, like, the reading of the script. Like, you'd be like, oh, shit. Like, that's pretty mean. Right. So... Like, the whole um, point of this episode is Will is like, I can't be sick right now. We have to be preparing for sectionals. This is a very important time. So what does Will do? He comes back and is like, I think I'd like to test out something new for sectionals, the important competition we have coming up. So what are we going to do? Singing in the Rain, yeah. a, a movie from 1952. And everyone's eyes just glaze over. Yeah. Um, and so then we cut to Holly Holiday as Mary Todd Lincoln, question mark? <laughs> no show on primetime TV has ever had a Mary Todd Lincoln cosplay in it before. No, not one. Yeah, really weird monologue here where she's like, my husband may have been gay and I'm bipolar, so that means I think this teapot is talking to me, which is very much not what bipolar is. And then no. she's like, work on your bipolar rants. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because history can be fun? I mean, yes, finding out that a yes. first lady is bipolar would in fact be something I think would be interesting to learn about. Um, yeah, but not, like not but not when you're confusing bipolar disorder for like dementia? a schizophrenic yeah. dementia, dementia kind yeah. of thing. Not written by a professional. Um, <laughs> no, not someone who understands what bipolar is. And then of course, like she wraps it up with like it was just nice to feel like I'm part of something, you know? Like Glee. Like Glee, because that's all the point of this is that all of them are part of something. Also, imagine being an adult um, and being like I'm a part of something with children. Like being like a teacher and being like oof. I felt a part of something. <laughs> No, like join when a I join a softball year olds for yeah, a week. join right. a softball league or something like that. yeah. Go to karaoke at a Go bar. Go join a book club. It's deeply yeah. sad. You're Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, you could do better than this. Yes, 
Yeah, or be like, hey, Will, call up Adina Menzel. The three of us will, like, go to karaoke night and, like, we can be friends and, like, do fun, like, co- like, Yeah, go to that roller um, rink where Christian Chenoweth works. And have the roller ring and have a great time as adults. Yes, <laughs> as adults, I love that. Um, but she is going to be a part of something because they're going to help make singing in the rain a little more modern. Uh, can Can you take it again, Ian? A little more modern. Okay, good. I was seeing how close <laughs> you could you. get to the mic before it became weird. A little more modern. Oh, okay, it was too weird. All right, that was the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they do a mashup of singing in the rain and rihanna's umbrella thoughts um it just made me think of the time tom holland was on lip sync battle and did like you thought he was gonna do singing in the rain and then he did a quick change and then he was in like a bustier and dancing to rihanna's umbrella and it's the best oh my god if you've never seen, I've never it, seen it go google it right well right not right now we're recording but after this <laughs> Go, and it's the episode that Tom Holland was on, and he does a fantastic job lip-syncing to Umbrella, and he does the whole dance, because he's very good at dancing. And it's it's wonderful. Billy Elliot. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I much prefer that to this number. Well, then I got word that Tom Holland was inspired by this number, because it does have, like... Oh, and God, I wonder no. if he watched it while he was, like... Tommy! How old is Tom Holland? Like, 25 20... or something? He was Younger. probably in high school, watching this. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, that inspired to mash up these two songs. They're both about rain, I guess, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing they have in common. But honestly, I did not like this number. No. I... Who did? I liked the effects. I thought the rain was cool. I was like, this is very high budget. Uh, On both ends. Where do they get the budget? (laughs) Where do they get the budget for this? I don't know. I've seen a community theater. I've seen a community theater do Singing in the Rain, where they did have it rain on stage very like haphazardly so i would buy that it could happen i guess it's pretty cool it's pretty cool the effects were cool the choreography was cool but i would have just rather have seen them do like oh instead of singing in the rain we're gonna do umbrella sure. yeah yes mm-hmm. like i did not need and of course like one of my notes earlier was like he's gonna be gene kelly next isn't he and of course and now he here was. we are i hate it also this must have been a bitch to rehearse because not only do you have to learn choreography you have to then apply that choreography to it raining on you. And, like, the drag of the water through your feet, right? Like, you don't move through water like you move through air. That's just science. Right, and they're, like, there's, like, a, at least an inch or two of water. Enough, because like, ha- fully... it has to show up on camera, so. Yeah. I was impressed by yeah. the dancing, specifically because I think, like, the whole cast is in that scene. So mm-hmm. I was, like, by that point, I realized Mike is fully a dancer, Brittany, yep. I knew, but like the mm-hmm. other, like the normal people who I'm like, you might have been hired for like just acting, like maybe they auto tune you. The fact that you're doing this, that's pretty it's impressive. Impressive, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I was like, oh wow, like I, I would be hating my life. I'd be like, I cannot do this. Don't add the rain. Photoshop me in. Do something. Like, so the fact that they were all like doing it, I thought that was impressive. The song choices again, yeah. take it or leave it. Yeah. I was like, my, like not my, not my vibe. It was visually impressive, but that was the only part of it that was impressive, basically. Exactly. Agreed, yes. Like, they visually created an excellent closing number. But it had no heart. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. They're instilling, like, a technique that I feel like would work for competitive anything today mm-hmm. is that, like, you have to appeal to, like, the old judges who are, like, out of touch in some way. You have to mm-hmm. rope them in. So I was like, okay, maybe that's where they're going with this. Like, to win, they have to, like 
be impressive and like get the crowd going with something relevant, but also like mm-hmm. loop in maybe the like stuffy old people voting. Do you think this was a How I Met Your Mother reference at the end of this? I wrote the same <laughs> thing. I'm so glad we both picked up on yeah. that. With the yellow umbrella. Aww. I was like, yeah. it was 2010. That was the time we all still loved How I Met Your Mother. I, yeah, I literally wrote yellow umbrella. Did he meet your mother? Right. Um, <laughs> oh my God, are they endgame? <laughs> are they endgame? Um, and then my last note is, are they going to fuck now? Do you know who Gwyneth Paltrow is married to right now? Who? who? She's married to Brad Falchuk, one of the creators of Glee. Ah! Oh, that's weird. After? Oh After? Yeah, they got married no! in 2018. Ew. She was fully with Chris Martin at this point, but is Ew. this? Oh, I this hate is that. Terrifying. I'm so upset oh. that I know that now. Haunted. He was wow. ew. Fuck. Ew. When did they meet? Was he like, oh, oh Holly meet on the set of Glee, and then they like? <laughs> they had to have. Kind of what does he romance? look like? What's his name? Brad Falchuk. Brad Falchuk. He looks like this. Oh, okay. I get okay, it. Okay. I yeah. see. He kind of looks like Chris Martin in some yeah. like ethereal way, so I could. I could buy it. Yeah, I I see the uh, I see uh, how she went from A to B. They met on the set of Glee in 2010, and they went public in 2015. Is this the yeah. only Glee, the only lasting Glee romance? I mean, actually, I think it might be. But that's our show, wow. yo. What a note to Woo. end the episode on. Um, I know. Well, let's talk about tunes iTunes. Yeah. I've made that joke before. Um, you have, and I love it. I say keep it up. <laughs> so, folks, let's say you have a little bit of extra change to spare back in 2010, whatever you were doing at that point, and you want to buy a song from this episode to load up onto your iPod Nano. Um, you have to, so you have to buy one song from this episode. I'm not going to, I'm not going to count Conjunction Junction, even though they have it listed here, because I do not think they released that. So, you can either get the Glee cover of Forget You, Make Him Laugh, Nowadays, slash Hot Honey Rag, or the mashup of Singing in the Rain, slash Umbrella. Which of these songs are you purchasing? Shannon? Uh, easy. This is back then or currently? Either or. If the answer would change, I would love to hear both. I think easily the Forget You done. Mm -hmm. That's what I would, that, Mm -hmm. that would be, how much, do they all cost the same amount of money? Yeah, since they were all, I like to say they were cost 99 cents, but as someone pointed out to us, if they were released as singles, they probably cost $1.29. Okay, that's yeah. worth $1.29. I would I would go with Forget You, and though that song now is, like, so, like, it's it's one of yeah. those songs you've heard so much that it stops being music. Like, yes. you're just like, are we, we're not listening yeah. to anything, right? Do you, is anything on? Yeah. Um, That I, I would have to switch it up to something else, but I just... There's none of the options. Of yeah, episode, none of the so. options. <laughs> I yeah, that was that's exactly what I thought. Um, but I did really like Forget You, so I'm yeah. gonna go with that one too. I also have to go with Forget You, but it is kind of like by default more than anything because I don't. Yeah. I pretty much actively don't want to listen to any of the other ones. So right, I guess it has to be Forget You. And more than anything, I want to watch that one because I want to see that like the whole song, the literal yeah. song and dance of it. Exactly. Rough episode for music. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, fun second game. Um, so Shannon, um, I know you have a little bit of Glee experience. Sure. Um, so is there a musical entity or song or artist, um, that you would have liked to see Glee cover? Currently? Like, yeah. who's alive now? Yeah, currently. Yeah. Who wasn't back or then? Or even, like, back then. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Um, it, it could also be, like, back then, or if, like, you think they missed something, something they, that would have been fun. they should have done, but they didn't ever Could do. Britney do Grimes? Mmm... 
Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. I don't know why I'd want to see that, but I'd want to see okay. it. I, and I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my head. Uh, maybe because her character okay. stands out to me as being like weird and Grimes is like kind of weird. Um, if anyone was yeah. going to make, if they were going to do an episode where someone had to be Grimes, it would be Brittany. It would be Brittany. I agree. Um, yeah. It would be Brittany. Ugh. I'm trying to think of anything else. Because I don't think I know the full package of all their songs. So That's I'd hate okay. to, yeah, I'd hate to miss. Okay. Um, but yeah, maybe Brittany doing Grimes. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And now part two. Okay. What is one artist, song, musical entity, etc., that you are happy Glee could not touch? Or didn't. And if, or didn't and if it is one that they ended up doing you just didn't know about, that's also acceptable because that's okay. a fun surprise. Yeah. Hmm. Is it fun? I think it's one fun. One that they didn't touch. It'll come to me. Oh, oh, wow. What if they did do it? That'd be so bad. So I, I was thinking of, like, v- annoying viral songs. So, mm-hmm. like, currently, like, Baby Shark is, like, pretty annoying yeah. viral. But Gangnam Style? Did they do Gangnam Style? They did? Oh, no. Did they? Oh, no. Oh, my God. What would you change? Like, it's just the same song. It's like Baby Shark. It's yeah, still Baby it, Shark, but everyone yeah. sings it. It's a, it's a series low point. Oh, my God. Say. Oh, yikes. Sorry to spoil oh, that, I knew that- Ian. It's okay. I knew that, like, I have a rough idea of stuff they do. Like, I know they do, um, what does the fox say at one point? I think because you sent me an article. Yeah. Oh, my Lena, but, God. Um, Glee has, they're got, they get to a point where, like, it's, like, if Glee was today, they'd be trying to do TikTok songs, but they'd always be months out of, months out of trend because, right. and that's, they fell into the same trap of being, like, this song is very big on the internet. Okay. Let's try it. Yeah, right. It was a that is all so funny that they did that yeah. song. I'm trying to think of any of the other ones that were just like, "Stop playing this." What does the fox say? I forgot about. What about um, Barbara Streisand? Do you know that one? Barbara. They do it. They do it. They do that. I mean, I believe it, but like, that's a song. That- there's there's no, no words. words. There's two words. They're Barbara and Streisand. What? Yeah, but, but so they started picking the up on. I feel like yeah. I watched the show back then, and I don't remember that. They started picking up on, like, viral. Yeah. So today it'd be, like, Baby Shark. Yep. Um, I don't even know what's popular right now. I'm they'd be trying touch. to do, like, um, they'd be trying to do Baby Shark. They'd be trying to do, um, like, Bo Burnham's, yeah. like, inside. album. <laughs> they'd, oh, be, they'd be trying to do the Bo Burnham's inside. They'd be trying to do Doja Cat. I was Doja just Cat. thinking Doja Cat. Like... Oh, Ugh. or Little Nas X? Would oh. They do Lil Nas oh my God! X? They would they do a whole would... episode of no, Old Town they... Road. I'm he so was... okay. That's he my answer. Too far away. That's yeah. my answer. I'm so glad that they did not do Little Nas X. <laughs> Me too. They would absolutely try to do Little uh, Little Town Road, Old Town Road, Old Town Road, and <laughs> it would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare. They would be so it. offensive somehow. They ruin it all. Like... They ruin. They yep. do like Montero too, and they'd ruin the whole album. Oh my yeah. God! I have like a whole concept of. Glee's satanic panic episode where um <laughs> like they do call, like they do Montero call me by your name and like Sue comes in and is like you can't do devil music here in this school <laughs> and so will and then I I have talked about this enough that not only do I have a, a Spotify playlist but friend of the show Rascal and I have talked about enough that she sometimes like writes little bits of a screenplay for it because the <laughs> idea of this like Glee tackles the satanic panic they do a cover of the devil went down to Georgia in that episode I'm sure mm-hmm. I've got a whole plan apropos this is great some Glee yeah. fanfic yeah. yeah 
Oh, yes. The dream is. is for her to finish writing it in her oodles of free time, and then we'll cast it and do a live reading of the, sci- the Satanic Perfect. Panic episode of Glee. I want that so bad. Well, <laughs> I want either that. we need to start paying Rascal to write this, or um, the world needs to slow down. <laughs> we'll talk off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Shannon, thank you so much for joining us on Glee. Aggressive. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I decided to do that just now. There was no warning. Um, but where can people find you if they so uh, choose to follow you? Oh, sure, yeah. You can find me, um, if you wanted to, on Instagram, uh, Shannon K. Condon. Uh, that's my at, my handle. Or if you wanted to follow me on Twitter, I'm at ShanShan821 on Twitter. That's a millennial um, Twitter handle, and I like that it. That is, is. That is. I should that's, change that. Uh, that's got some <laughs> AIM instant messenger energy. That was my AIM. I'm not sure if I definitely don't Fuck have yeah. the app, but if you wanted to AIM me, you could go for it at that. <laughs> that name, <laughs> you will not get a response. Just your away message. Uh, yeah. Watching Where Glee. Find you, Korean. <laughs> yeah. Hit watching, me up, watching Glee. Glee, <laughs> Glee at my yeah. place. Oh, if you're looking to find me on the internet, um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm all there under the same handle, which is at Epic Adventure of. And uh, you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, at iBrods on TikTok. Um, I do appreciate uh, that we're starting to post our little like video clips from these episodes um, on the Meads. Um, I like that. Um, or ianjbrodsky.com. Um, yeah. Uh, watch a show about coworkers mm-hmm. because uh, a good, I guess, uh, what's, what's math? Two, Two of the thirds. six. Two, one third. Well, no, one third. Oh. One third of the uh, principal cast is on this episode right wow. now um so wow. that's fun um but yeah and the show is actually aggressive um on twitter and instagram you can email us your long form thoughts at gleeaggressive at gmail.com um yeah email us and uh tell us uh which first uh, lady you would dress up as to teach uh, history class Ooh, <laughs> i like that one i would be lady bird johnson jill biden Joe yeah. Biden is a good answer. That's a strong choice. Uh-huh. I might do like Barbara Bush for fun. Um, anyway, um, you can also like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Um, those rates and reviews go a long way. Um, you can also tip the show if you'd like to through the show notes. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to do any of that, tell your friends. Because if nothing else, that's a good word is worth a two in the bush. Yes. That's not how that goes. <laughs> but we love it, and we love you listeners for uh, tuning into whatever this is. Um, yes. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Shannon, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having Wait. me. This was a blast. Anytime. Yeah, come back anytime. I'm going to um, start watching the show now. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunately we... a curse we bestow upon <laughs> guests, is we bring we them just on, found out. and then they're like, oops, I'm watching Glee now. <laughs> we just got a message from one of our season one guests that he finished the series yeah. this week. They're taking it off Netflix. I thought of you know. guys. In December. Yeah. But it's on Amazon Prime. Yes, so Beautiful. unfortunately like, we have to give Bezos money, but... Boo, but you know. But we do for our art. <laughs> um... So thank you folks for joining us as we talked about Season 2, Episode 7, The Substitute. Watch Season 2, Episode 8, uh, entitled FERT. That's, a, that's one to say. <laughs> we will be watching FERT and discussing it. So uh, hope to see you next time, which does mean, Ian, I have to ask, does watching this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Sure. 
Okay. What about the fact that the next episode is called Furt? I'm intrigued. Okay. <laughs>